Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. You're listening to Chicago's number one sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. An Odyssey station. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. The Score! This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call one eight seven seven cars with the K, the number four kids. And this segment of the show brought to you by Northwestern Football. The Wildcats return to Ryan Field. They host Michigan State, Iowa, and more. Buy the tickets, nusports.com. Mully and Hall. Live and local. Chicago sports talk for your morning on 670 The Score. <laughs> constantly growing every day so um, of course you know there's a lot of people that you know are anxious to see me play but um, I think I said in my, in my last interview you know great greatness doesn't happen overnight you know it's just it's a process so like I said before I'm just trying to take it day by day and literally focusing on getting better and improving every day. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score that is Justin Fields and greatness is coming. I think we all believe that, and we're delighted to welcome in Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, joins us on the Home Run-In Hotline. Try your pizza on the grill this summer. Visit homerunin.com for unique grilling recipes and more. Coach, good morning. How are you? Awesome, guys. Good morning. How you guys doing? You know, we're all fired up, obviously, and uh, you know, all you got to do for a couple of guys like us is throw a depth chart in the room, and we go at it like a couple <laughs> animals. Uh, I know it's unofficial, <laughs> but we're fired up, and we're really looking forward to Saturday, just to the unveiling of whatever it is that we're going to see. We understand that we haven't seen preseason in a while, Coach, but um, you know, is there a is there a path? for the backup quarterback to win the job, or is that set in stone? No, you know, first of all, like you said, getting to the the, uh, the unofficial depth chart, I, I know that's part of the process. And I think that's for us as coaches um, to be able to evaluate all these guys. And it, it, it can get challenging at times with all the different players we have in the positions and who's playing, you know, this quarter, that quarter, how much, or, you know, is it, are they playing with this guy and that guy? And so it'll, it, it's uh, for us, the biggest thing we want to do is take all these practices that we're having and let them play in a real live situation. And I think when you look at the quarterback situation right now um, with what Andy has been doing and just the, the amount of command that he has and, and where he's been with this offense and the same with Justin and Nick, you know, Justin's really, really growing um, at a great rate for us. 
mentally and physically. Uh, he's taking it all in. I know he's super excited, as are the other guys, to to get out there and play a real game, you know, on Saturday. And so it's going to be fun for all of us. You know, Justin's going to get a lot of reps. And I think for all of us, you know, we've been waiting all this time to get, be able to see these quarterbacks in general get out there. And then for us to move up and get Justin, we know this is his time in the preseason to show what he can do. And, and we're going to get that chance on Saturday to see it. Coach, what has Justin Fields done best at camp? And how prepared are you for the runaway expectations locally <laughs> if he does what he has done at camp Saturday at noon. Yeah, no, you know what? He's done a few things um, really well. Number one, um, he came in from the off season and his, his number one objective to come in here and make sure he could get the plays in and out uh, better than what he was doing in OTAs. And he accomplished that uh, calling the plays in the huddle for him. Uh, he, he's beat that curve. He's way ahead of the curve on that part. And that, that's exciting for us. The second part now is being able to see the, the defense and the post-snap progressions of the rotations of the safeties and um, the, the second level. And then ob- obviously the, the, the first level there, too, with the stunts and blitzes by the backers and making the right ID calls with its protections um, what, what was that part, too, X's and O's wise. Then the third part that I think he's done a great job with, and we'll see more of it um, on Saturday in, in a real situational game, is how do you bounce back from you know maybe a poor decision, a poor throw, or on the opposite side, how do you respond after you make a good play? To me, so far, what I've seen is I think he's he's done a really good job of balancing that, and and he really doesn't let a previous play affect the next play. And sometimes that's hard to get from people, and and, and uh, at all positions. But he's done a great job with that, and I have to credit Andy and Nick with making sure. I mean, they they've they've been awesome in the meeting room and teaching him how to go about things and. And, uh, again, we're all excited to see him all play on Saturday. Uh, Coach, you mentioned he's going to get uh, a lot of plays. W- will he get any snaps with the first-team offensive line uh, with the top skill position players? Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a decent chance of that happening um, as we go. You know, for, for us, we have some competition there uh, at that line. And the reason why I said that in regards to individually with how much guys play per quarter is – we're probably going to go into this thing with it being different this year with only three games in the preseason, which we're excited about um, having to have to, you know, figure out who we want to play at certain spots for whether it's a certain amount of plays or it's a certain amount of quarters. And I just think the more we talk about it as a staff, it's probably realistic that some of that's going to happen with him and, and even maybe not even just the first game, but the second and third game. So um, the good thing with having a guy like Andy, is we know, Number one, he's aced the test in regards to this offense and the command and call and plays. He, he knows it inside out. We know he's played, you know, nine, ten years in this league, so we know he can play in an NFL game. For us, we got to be able to evaluate Justin, too, and see where he's at, and, and this is the time to do it. The other rookie that means so much this season, Coach, is, is Tevin Jenkins, and where, can you, where are you with, with his recovery? And, and how much of his back issues – are related to the injury issues that kept him out of the final three games last year at Oklahoma State? Sure. No, you know, Tevin is um, doing everything he can right now to, to get through this. And we, we were well aware of everything, you know, with, it, with some of the back issues that he had in college. And, um, you know, right now this is just kind of a part of the process, and we know that. So we're going to just keep staying positive with him, and we have a plan with, with Andre Tucker, our head trainer, and our doctors, and, you know, um, Obviously, uh, you know, Tevin's frustrated because he wants to be out here with his brothers, but 
Uh, right now, that's not the case, and he's just doing everything he can do each day to get better uh, in, the, in the training room. And in the meantime, we got to focus on what we have right now going on there. And I think um, it, it's it's been well stated that that's an open competition, and that's going to be uh, one of our number one objectives is making sure that we we go about that thing the right way. And I just say this, you know, um, Juan Castillo as our offensive line coach, I put a lot of stock and trust into him, and I really believe that regardless of where this thing goes and how it gets there, uh, I have confidence in knowing that, you know, we as coaches and him as a coach specifically at that position that we'll be able to get through this thing. Has Juan told you kind of exactly when the player would have to be back in order to start the season opener? I mean, you haven't really had even the opportunity to evaluate him yet. Right. No, you're right. I mean, no, we, we've, we've talked a little bit in regards to more so about just depth and where we're at. And we, you play the what if game. Okay. What if he's ready tomorrow? What happens in practice? What if he's ready in one week? What, what, what's that look like? And, and so um, that's where we just got to stay in, in good communication with our trainers and just get a feel for where, where things are going each day. And, um, and we'll do that. But uh, again, um, this is, this is going on in a lot of places that there's, there's holes that some teams got to fill. And we realize that the left tackle position, that that's a big one and that we want to get it right. So we're, you know, we're going to do everything we need to do to, to make sure that that thing gets done the right way. And, and we're working on that every day. I know you said that you had no stress, absolutely no stress about Eddie Goldman's situation uh, being on the COVID list and coming back, but what gives you the confidence that he can come back and be the kind of player that, we remember him to be because it has been a while coach since he has played football. No. Yeah, you're right. It's, and that's very realistic to, to have that feeling. And I, I didn't know to tell you the truth until he got here in, in, uh, in training camp to really see what type of shape he was in, but he got here in training camp and he just really impressed all of us. And it was crazy. It's crazy to think about when he's been out of football that long. And, um, but that's a credit to him. I know he was, staying in shape during the, um, during the season last year and doing everything he can so he didn't come back here uh, uh, out of shape. And, and now for this to happen, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And, and I just know that he cares, number one. And as long as he cares, then we know we're in good hands. And he'll come back in here. And Coach Rump has done a really good job with that defensive line, building a relationship with those guys. Uh, Eddie has been uh, the same old Eddie when he was here. So I just think it's I, – I, that's what gives me comfort in knowing when he comes back here, I really feel like we're just going to take off. Um, Kendall Vildor atop the depth chart ahead of Desmond Trafant, which, you know, I think speaks to your confidence in him as a player. I know you've said that, uh, that he's playing fast and that you like what you've seen from him. Um, you know, where are you guys at with the corner position? The, the nickelback, I didn't see uh, the depth chart address that. I guess it's Duke Shelley. How do you, how confident are you with those guys in that secondary? Yeah, no, I mean, that was another one that for us uh, that we wanted to make sure going into this thing that we knew it was going to be a lot of open competition. And, and when you have, when you put this unofficial depth chart out, um, it, it gives us an opportunity to, to really, I guess, from the early start here, show where guys have been, where guys are, the way guys are playing in training camp, early part of training camp but that that thing is still open. Kendall has come in here, and I think we felt it at the end of last year. You could really see his confidence start to grow towards the end of the season. He came into OTAs, and he was really, really confident. He was playing with a lot of swag and just uh, in, in a good way, and it was infectious. Then he comes into training camp, and now he's just out here, and, and 
you know, he's doing everything that our coaches are asking for. And how do you not love that as a coaching staff and as a scouting department to be able to get a young guy like that, that, that has that. And you just never know when you hit on guys like that. So he's got a ways to go. He's competing. And the same thing with nickel, you know, like you said, with the nickel position, Duke Shelley right now, um, if, you know, would be the unofficial starter there, but there's competition there as well. And so um, these guys are going to have to show what they can do. And we realize that, you know, with coach Sean Desai now being the, the defensive coordinator, you guys know he used to coach the Nichols and that's a very valuable position to him. So um, we're really putting things together. We're going to see here in the next few preseason games, how it turns out, but we love the competition and it's exciting. There's a really good vibe right now uh, on this team. Alec Ogletree has been an interception machine since <laughs> coming into camp at linebacker, the veteran who uh, is joined the bears and, how might he impact this defense, Coach? And, and is it true that – was he just visiting? Robert Quinn happened to be in the building, and you guys ended up signing him shortly after that? Yeah, so number one with with, uh, with Ogletree, I think it's funny. You know, we, we always joke. I mean, we, he came in here and comes out here, puts the pads on, and has like seven interceptions. We talk about <laughs> it like he swallowed a four-leaf clover. But he's around the ball everywhere. And, you know, Robert and, and, and him are, are close friends, and so – you know, they were around and, and just supporting each other. And, um, you know, for, for us, uh, we actually happened to be having some guys go down at that inside linebacker position. So it was, you know, it was something that our, our scouts with Ryan and his guys are always looking at different positions to kind of fill up some depth at that spot. And he came in here and he's taking great advantage of it. And so, you know, the thing with him, as you guys know, is he has a ton of experience and, and he had a pick against us a few years ago. And, uh, it, it obviously hasn't left him. So what a great opportunity for him to come in here and show what he can do, and we're excited about it. Matt, you know, you mentioned Sean Desai. I, you know, I read where he hasn't decided yet if he wants to be in the booth or on the sideline, um, and he'll be experimenting a little, I guess, in the preseason. What was – is it an obvious preference for you? Did, did you have to make any kind of an adjustment, and what advice have you given him? No, you know what? So I want him to – to be wherever he can be most comfortable. And this is what I've done both. And um, so the thing is, is that, you know, obviously Vic was up in the booth his, his whole entire career. And then he gets hired as the head coach. And now he's, you know, he's down on the sideline and that's different. Those guys get really comfortable up there. You can see a lot more up in the booth. You can see what's going on. You got a bird's eye view. It's a little more challenging when you're down on the field. Um, but I know Sean's going to try both, test it out and see what he likes to do. And I, I just want him to be comfortable. The, the, posit, the positive part of being on the field is you, you're, you're there communicating with the players. You can feel it all. You can see it all with them and just talk through things. But at the same point in time, he might like it up there. And whatever he wants is what we're going to roll with. You know, we haven't even mentioned Andy Dalton much yet, Coach. And I think he tends to get overlooked in this whole conversation about the <laughs> Bears in preseason. But what kind of camp has he had? And, and what – is the value of preseason for a veteran like Andy? Yeah. So here's the deal with Andy is Andy's come in here and this whole entire training camp. Um, you're right. You know, he, you know, obviously everybody's excited about Justin, but at the same point in time, I think a lot of credit has to be given to Andy with, with him knowing the situation that we're in. And he's, he's been here. Give you an example. Just yesterday, um, as we were watching tape and we got together as a staff and started talking through each play with our, with our offensive staff, he had his first mental error, literally his first mental error with putting a guy in motion this whole entire training camp. 
So if that doesn't put it in perspective as to where he's at right now with the command of this offense and, and the guys, the players on this team, they see that and they feel that and they love it. So he's come in here with a great attitude. Um, he's, the beauty of this, too, is that this isn't something where these guys are toxic in the room with him and Justin and Nick. It's a healthy relationship in there. And he's helping Justin out every single day to try to help him be the best guy, quarterback he can be. And, you know, Justin's asking questions. And so Justin's also watching Andy and how he does things. A simple, simple example is just with emotion, right? How you use your voice inflection at the line of scrimmage to be able to time up emotion when you snap it. Justin's learning that stuff. Andy can do it in his sleep. So those are the things where, you know, he's helping them. But at the same time, Andy's really making this thing go and, and guys feel it and see it. And um, it, it's just, uh, it, it's really a neat deal right now. Matt, we know there were some struggles last year and you had a long losing streak and you attempted to attack that thing in every way possible, including at one point uh, surrendering play calling duties to Bill Lazor. Uh, your back is the main play caller. I don't know how far you went from that, but where? W- w- d- tell us about the evolution of that, about you as the play caller. What did you learn from taking a step back that you think will help you this year? No, for sure. Um, for me, at that point in time, you know, we were in a in a situation where we were losing some games, and we were just kind of in a rut. I like to say, and we just were struggling. And um, you know, for I, I just felt like everything that we do, I always got to start with myself and say, you know, what am I doing, and how can I be better? And and it, at that point in time, I just felt like you, you know what we need. We need to, to have a different pitcher come in and, and throw different types of pitches. And so um, I've been a part of that in other places. I've seen it done. I've seen it work. And um, in different roles, I was in different roles. And I, I was a part of that from as an offensive coordinator position. And, and so, um, you know, I just felt like, hey, that was the perfect timing for that to happen. I think Bill did, it, Bill did a great job with that. Our players did a great job, you know, understanding things. And we really just, you know um, – understood where we were at that said um, I'm excited to be able to get back at it this year and and really um, you know it starts it started in OTAs here we are now in training camp and uh, I'm looking forward to to really trying to do everything I can on my part to make sure that wherever I failed last year in certain areas with players strengths and weaknesses that I get better there and I put the guys in the best situation possible and we communicate with the quarterbacks and players and we all just work together, and that's what I want. Last thing before I let you go, Matt, of all the things you're considering at left tackle, without Tevin Jenkins being on the field yet, would you ever consider Cody Whitehair moving out to the left tackle? He hasn't had that much experience, certainly, in the NFL level, but he did play at college, and he is versatile. Would that be an option? No, you know what? We're, we, I don't think we would do that. We, we really like where Cody's at right now. Um, you know, obviously, he played uh, center for us and did a great job, and bumping over to left guard. I think he's in a really good spot. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to look at everything uh, with that tackle spot. You know, again, I don't want to make light of what Larry Borum did. Uh, I know he had to, you know, ended up in the concussion protocol, but uh, I'll just say this, that, that one day that we put him in there with the ones at the family fest, uh, we came away super impressed with how well he handled that. The stage wasn't too big for him. He did a great job all day in practice and so when he comes back from that, I think it's going to be, a, you know, somebody that we feel really good with putting in there to compete. And, and so um, it's just, unfortunately, it was unlucky, and he got in that concussion protocol. So uh, 
we, we're, we're going to really look into that. But we want to try to keep these guys as stationary as possible because there's so much communication that goes on in the trenches. Right. Coach, thanks a ton. We're really looking forward to the weekend and obviously the season. Best of luck to you. Thanks, Coach. Thanks a lot, guys. Great talking to you, man. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.